Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. This is Johnny Tan, author of From My Mama's Kitchen, Food for the Soul, Recipes for Living. Welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio Show. My guests for this morning are Reverend Ariel Patricia and Kathleen O'Keefe Canavos. Reverend Ariel Patricia is the CEO and founder of Sacred Stories Media. As an ordained interfaith, interspiritual minister, Reverend Ariel believes every story is a sacred story. She is ordained from One Spirit Interfaith Seminary in New York and has earned her Master's of Arts in Education and her Bachelor of Science in Business. Reverend Ariel worked in the corporate and educational world for many years and proudly served six years as a sergeant in the U.S. Marine Corps. Kathleen O'Keefe Carnivores is accredited in psycho pathology, and special education. Kat taught psychology at USF Fort Myers branch and taught the severely emotionally handicapped for 10 years and was special education department head for two years before retiring. Kat is also known as the queen of dreams in her syndicated columns and PR guru, video podcaster, radio show host, Dreaming Healing, a three-time breast cancer survivor whose dream diagnosed her illness missed by the medical community and the tests on which they relied. She is also a multi-award winning author and dream expert who has been on Dr. Oz, Doctors, NBC, and CBS. As part of From My Mama's Kitchen New Year, New Me initiative, Reverend Aria, Kat, and I will be having a conversation about their remarkable life's journey and the empowering best-selling book, Crappy to Happy, True Stories of Grit, Grace, and Love. Well, good morning, ladies. Happy New Year, and welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. How are you two doing this morning? Thank good you. Morning, We're doing Johnny. great. Yeah, happy, happy 21. Cheers to 2021. <laughs> 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 wonderful, wonderful. It is a pleasure to have both of you with me. Crappy to Happy is a wonderful, inspirational read. The book is beautifully designed and laid out. What a perfect timing to kick off 2021. Congratulations to you, too. Thank you. Thank you. Wonderful. Let us start by getting to know you two a little bit better. Please give us a quick walkthrough of your life from childhood to the present moment. And so, Reverend Aria, would you like to start first? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, <clears throat> coming up on my 60th birthday in a few months, I, I'm not sure anything's quick, but I'll fast <laughs> forward uh, to the, um, you know, to kind of where this all began, even with Sacred Stories. So, you know, I'm. it's one of those uh, becoming all too common and wonderful based on, you know, the perspective of is it crappy or is it happy, the, the life event, you know, that kind of propels you in a new direction. And that happened to me at 50. You know, I went through a uh, – yeah, I was living the suburban soccer mom, you know, life, raising two kids, married, you know, um, you know, 2.5 kids or two two dogs and cats and and anyway thinking it was fine it was all good enough was I blissfully happy happy was I living my passion no but I thought you know it was good enough um and then I guess my husband didn't think it was good enough to continue unexpected divorce really kind of sent me in a spiral um into a unexpected depression and reaching out for some deeper answers, which propelled me on my spiritual path. And that was almost 10 years ago. I took the proverbial leap off the cliff, uh, left my career to follow my spiritual heart, uh, written books, and was a radio show host myself, all seeking deeper answers. And was spent two years in seminary, as, as you mentioned. And, um, and from that journey, Sacred Stories has been born. And, and so now, today, my passion, you know, my blissfully happy mm-hmm. life has to do with sharing, um, creating opportunities for people to, to share their deeper, their deeper stories, the lived wisdoms from it, all in the hope of, co-creating a kind of a better world that works for all. 
Beautiful. That's wonderful. How about you, Kat? Well, I was uh, born in Europe. Um, my father was a uh, Green Beret, so I was a Special Forces brat. And I went to school all over Europe, uh, mostly Germany. I graduated from Munich American High School. Then I came back to the States for the first time to go to college, to really live here. And um, then, uh, as you mentioned in my bio, uh, about 10 years, I mean, that 10 years, you know, uh, seems to be a, a a point where we go through something really crappy <laughs> and into happy. <laughs> and I was, <laughs> my dream diagnosed my breast cancer that had been missed by the medical community. They, the, the, the test on which they relied told me I was healthy and to go home. And my, basically my dreams saved me. And then um, from there, I decided to keep a dream journal and I turned that dream journal into a book that won four book awards and I became the author, and then uh, Ariel, Patricia, and I hooked up, and we decided we wanted to do um, a series of compilation books, and this mm-hmm. is the second one, and we're actually working on the third one now. Fantastic. That sounds good. Well, ladies, during y'all's transformational spiritual journey, was there a lot of grit, grace, and love along the mm-hmm. way? So, Reverend Ariel, would you like to answer that question first? Oh, absolutely. In these past 10 years, uh, I think that's the best way to describe it was grit, grace, and love. You know, I found myself, I'm I'm also a former Marine Corps sergeant. I, I, I think you mentioned that. And I always mm-hmm. kind of prouded myself on being the strong one. You know, I was the capable one. I was the one who always pulled myself up by my bootstraps and, and moved on, you know, brushed myself off and moved on. And I found myself at 50 also going through the throes of menopause and, uh, you know, that impacted <laughs> it. But I found myself you know, more on my bedroom floor, kind of in a puddle of tears than almost anywhere else. Um, Honestly, there was a couple points initially early on in the journey where I thought it might be better if I just Mm -hmm. kind of exited this this lifetime and, you know, just said, okay, I'm done. You know, no reason to move on and didn't see a lot of any light at the end of any tunnel. I was really in a really dark place. And, um, and, I reached out. I had to reach out, I mean, first to, you know, my angels and and really asking for some spiritual help. And it took a lot of grit. I mean, it took a lot of grit for me to, honestly, Johnny, uh, not, you know, really take steps to to exit. Mm -hmm. Um, That's how bad I felt. And then it was through the grace, truly through the grace of, I believe the angels and spiritual helpers and and the divine, you know that 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 support started flooding in, and it's not only started flooding in through messages from the animals and and the angels and a lot of spiritual support, really lifting mm-hmm. me up, but also love. I mean, love from my daughters, love from the people that were around me. That 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 helped pick me up, dust me off, and and move forward. You know, with a new purpose mm-hmm. and. Um, so, yes, grit, grace, and love honestly describes the last 10 years of my life. That's wonderful, wonderful. How about you, Kent? Well, I think uh, grit, grace, and love was a, was a big part of my, my transformation. Um, you know, I, I realized how important our dreams are. They mm-hmm. aren't just for us to, to sleep with. They're for us to live with because I believe there's sacred doorways to the divine and to love our deceased loved ones can actually come back to us through our dreams and guide us to help us on that, that uh, transformational spiritual journey because mm-hmm. love never dies. And actually uh, Ariel and I are going to be on Dr. Bernie Siegel's show right after your show today. And we're going to be talking <laughs> about how, how love never dies. And he's in our book talking about his, Life's mm-hmm. love that, that never died. So, yeah, I think um, that transformational journey is something we all go through, whether we want to or not. We can either walk that path or get dragged down it, kicking and screaming by life. But, um, <laughs> you know, I think it's important to embrace it, and our dreams can certainly help. That's true. Very, very true. When did hope actually fit into the equation for you, Reverend Ariel? 
Um, I think hope started fitting into the equation when I started to feel the support, you know, when mm-hmm. the kind of the dark cloud of of confusion and despair started to lift. Uh, and I think that's, I, I know that's why I'm so passionate uh, about this book series and the work that Sacred Stories does, because I do believe that that really all all we need a lot of the times is to receive that outstretched hand, you know, and, and, and we can receive hope in a variety of ways. And so reading another person's story or hearing even listening today and, you know, knowing that both Kat and I, like many others, have had those those times in our lives that we were really at a, at a loss um, mm-hmm. and that we made it through, you know, it, mm-hmm. it, the rays of hope come through. So hope really started to come in for me where I started to feel support um, and realize that I wasn't alone and, and, and knowing I wasn't alone, that gave me the, um, that kind of inner, inner grit and confidence to, to keep moving. <coughs> Very interesting. That's beautiful. How about you, Kat? When did hope fit into your equation? I think it fit into the equation when I was diagnosed with um, um, recurrent breast cancer, and it was like a 9 by 11 centimeter tumor, and I thought, well, <laughs> that's it. I'm, I'm a donor. I'm not going to be able to survive this. And I surrendered. I just totally, I didn't just say the words, I was the words, I will be done. I just gave up mm-hmm. and said, okay. If you're ready for me, go ahead and take me. If not, guide me on what you want me to do. And uh, then I was guided through my dreams uh, to my life purpose, which was to survive and show how there is life after life, how we do have spirit guides and guardian angels. We're their job, and they take that job very seriously. And we're not going to die one moment before it's our time to go. And that's when I had hope and realize no matter what, I'm never alone. That's very interesting. That's true. Very, very true. Well, coming back to the beautiful, wonderful, crappy to happy book, whose idea was it? (laughs) (laughs) Anyone? Ladies? Either one of y'all want to answer that? I think it was, yeah, this is Kat. I think it was both of our ideas. We were, actually, we had finished the first book, which was Chaos to Clarity, And it had done really well. I remember, Patricia, we were talking on the phone, and um, we were talking about, well, doing another book. And you had said, well, we need, uh, you know, how are we going to come up with another title? And I said, you know, it's going to become something kind of snappy. I don't know, like, you know, (laughs) snappy, like crappy to happy or, you know, something else. And Uh you said, that's it. That's it. Crappy to happy. (laughs) And I said, no, no, no. I was just just using that as an example. And you said, no, I'm going to run it by my girls. (laughs) <laughs> We're going to see what they think of that title. And it's still doing really well, and it's such a perfect fit for these times. It is. I, I tell you, it's amazing. And it, we all live in a situation where sometimes, like uh, both of y'all have mentioned, you know, like we're guided. And when we let go, things just happen the way it is. And as you know, we have talked about you ladies coming on the show and so forth. And we finally decide, well, the first of the year, but who – would have thought this is a perfect timing for crappy to happy. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Reverend Aria, what is the spirituality of joy? The spirituality of joy, thank you, Johnny, for for asking that. You know, the, the series, just to frame it, is Sacred Stories of Transformational something, right? So the first book, mm-hmm. Chaos to Clarity, was Sacred Stories of Transformational Change, and the and the and it was really the hero and heroine's journey of moving through a profound change in your life, um, kind of coming out the other side. Crappy to Happy is Sacred Stories of Transformational Joy, and it's really about uh, moving through the crappy, as we've been talking about, and into a happier perspective where it brings you to a place that even if everything wasn't didn't work out perfectly. You know, there's lots of stories mm-hmm. where it might not have been the been the expected happy ending. There was a place of joy or a deeper joy that the authors came to. And and I write about the spirituality of joy in the book from the perspective of understanding it um, as that really deeper knowing that 
that that connection that we know that regardless of what we may be moving through that we come to a place um in these life events you know we even talk about becoming comfortable in the uncomfortableness that even if mm-hmm. we don't know exactly how everything will work out um or maybe it's not to our specific plan we have a deeper knowing um that that we're okay, that we're okay, that we're supported, and 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 that we're you know we can move forward, and and with that, that's my definition of of a spiritual definition of joy is that mm-hmm. deep connection, that deep knowing that ultimately all is well, and when we can remove our judgment of a situation and and sit in the knowing that we are. Um, where ultimately it is, as you said, we'll, we'll work out or uh, move forward in a way that supports the highest and best, um, that is a deep joy. Then you can show up in life and you can feel, um, it's like a contentment. You can feel a peace, an inner peace, mm-hmm. an inner knowing of, of where you are and what you're doing and, and um, release maybe the, the binds we put on something trying to control things so dramatically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's true. I really appreciate uh, you letting us know about that because, I mean, sometimes we really don't know how it feels like and from the spirituality standpoint of view, and I agree because it's a moment of peace within myself that I feel when I'm joyful, and that's why I coined the concept of when you're in your genius zone, there's so much joy to it. So uh, that's really wonderful. Kat, how about you, what is the psychology mm-hmm. of joy? Well, the psychology of joy is, uh, you know, joy is a state of mind that reflects in our being. It mm-hmm. is internal. Happiness is external. You know, you become happy as the end result of something. Um, you, you get a present, you're happy. But joy is something that is within us that we carry with us. And sometimes the best way to um, wash our soul is through crying, the physical act of crying. It, it actually, it's sort of like the tears wash our soul clean of the things that have made us unhappy so that we can, we can reconnect with our inner joy, which we will carry with us all the time. So, you know, happiness is an external thing, and joy is an internal thing, which means we are responsible for our inner joy. And even if there's a situation um, whereby, and, and, you know, I was going to talk about this later, but, you know, my condo in California just burned to the ground four days ago. And, um, you know, it, it, that, that's, it, what I've done now is I've focused on the joy that, that I'm freer, I, I mm-hmm. needed to clean my closets out, and boom, it's done now. And there was no loss of life. So even though when I think about some of uh, the things that I've lost, like pictures of my parents, um, mm-hmm. things like that, it gives me momentary, it momentarily takes away my happiness, but my joy within me continues, and it, it, you know, it helps me find that sense of humor to carry me through because I create my joy happiness is external joy is internal well that's true i'm sorry to hear about your house uh you know it's 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 amazing i i experienced that when i was 24 and lost everything so i i could really relate to that i mean people don't understand when you see someone on tv and they start crying hysterically and you know you say like well get over it uh not mm-hmm. that quite easy because the the traumatic Mm-mm. experience uh yeah, and the good news, I guess, in some way, if there's any, you were not in the house, I presume, whereas I was in, right. uh, you know, my apartment at that time uh, when it happened. Mm-hmm. And believe me, <laughs> I, I understand what PTSD is all about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the yeah and, and you know, he was so, actually the one in the house. Yeah, he was yeah. there, not me. And, oh, and yeah. He yeah, said yeah. that was the scariest moment he's ever had. But Precisely. he talked about yeah. it, too, because... I think during these times, I mean, when we think that things cannot get worse, when we think nothing else can happen, when we think that we've finally reached the end, something always can. But what we can do to combat that is to embrace that joy. 
um, right. that joy within us, and it will carry us from the crappy into happy. <laughs> so true, so true. By the way, you're listening to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio, our podcast available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitches Radio, Blueberry Podcasting, TuneIn Radio, Mixcloud, Podchaser, Listen Notes, and Hop Hopper. I'm Johnny Tant, your host, and my guests for this morning are Reverend Ariel, Patricia, and Kathleen O'Keefe Canavos. Reverend Patricia is the CEO and founder of Secret Stories Media. Kat is a multi-award winning author and dream expert. As part of From My Mama's Kitchen New Year's New Me initiative, we are having a conversation about their remarkable life's journey and their empowering best-selling book, Crappy to Happy, True Stories of Grit, Grace, and Love. Reverend Ariel, can you share with us the various topics covered in this book? Absolutely. So the... The book is broken down into four sections, and and another kind of insider tip into the creation of the Sacred Stories of Transformation series is this wasn't planned. You know, we just kind of cast a wide net and said, send us your stories of transformation, of change for the first book, and then send us your stories of transformation of uh, transformational joy for the second book and all of the stories. And we gave some suggestions, you know, just to get people really, maybe it's about relationships, maybe it's about uh, health issue or something, but very, very, very broad topics. Um, and all of the stories fit into both times these very specific four parts. And so mm-hmm. our first part in our book is, um, is love and relationships. And then we try, you know, we, we, we try to be, um, you know, creative and clever. So it's called crazy little thing called love and all kinds of relationships and love, you know, uh, romantic with your children, with your parents, with your friends, with your animals, you know, all kinds of relationships. Um, and the second one is health and well-being, and it's I'll Stand By You. And actually, I just, I wanted it to be named that because I will tell you, you know, as far as health issues are concerned, I don't know if I shared this on any other show before, but when my father was um, battling prostate cancer and, and all of the stuff that came with it, which was ex- extensive, um, maybe like 15 years ago, and he, you know, he ultimately passed. Um, my mother was his was his biggest caretaker. Like she, like it's like she went to medical school or nursing school, you know, in a matter of weeks and took care of everything. And and you know, we could talk for probably five shows on, and most people can relate what happens when somebody becomes so critically ill and, and trying to care for at home. And the song, I believe it's initially from the Pretenders, I'll Stand By You, um, yes. made every time I heard that song, all I could think of was my mother and my father. And my mother, like, standing by my father no matter what, in the darkest hours, it didn't matter what was happening. She would never leave his side, and she would care for him. Um, you know, if she had a crawl to do it, she would do it, and and many times she did from sheer exhaustion. And um, so that was a really personal song for me to to um, add to the title of health and well being because these really are about those moments in life that whether it's physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, where we go through those times um, when maybe we aren't at our healthiest or, or most. Well, and many of the people in this section again had people who loved them and, and stood by them regardless. So anyway, that's why health and well-being. I feel like I'm going to cry just revisiting that emotion around my my parents. Um, and then the third section is grief and loss, and it's let the circle be unbroken, and and that really speaks to what Kat speaks about all the time: how love never dies, and you know it really does come full circle. And and these are stories of of um, you know not everybody passed, but times when things were were you know maybe dire or people were facing their own mortality. Um, and and again the circle of life. And then the fourth part is what we've been talking about from the beginning, life journey and identity. These really are the stories of that the event, you know, that happens in our lives that kind of propel us in a in a direction, uh different direction. And we title that again kind of tongue in cheek, the long and winding road because <laughs> it feels like that sometimes. <laughs> um <laughs> Um, and then the fifth part is uh, 
words of wisdom, if I knew then what I know now, because our stories, and I'd like everyone to know, our stories are not preachy stories. We said to everybody, don't teach us anything in your stories, just tell your stories, because we connect and learn, and people will receive from your stories what is right for them. So don't tell them what they're supposed to receive. Um, Don't teach and preach. Um, But however, so many of our authors, there's such lived wisdom that comes from our experiences Mm -hmm. that we felt would be helpful, you know, to some to share. And so we created this fifth section, and it's like 100 words or less, uh, tell us if I knew then, if I knew then what I know now. And it really is those really beautiful golden nuggets of of Mm -hmm. wisdom that people share. So those are the five the five sections in Crappy to Happy and in our first book, Chaos to Clarity, um, as well. Wonderful, wonderful. Kat, can you tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about the wonderful foreword by James Redfield, the New York Times bestselling author of the Celestial, the Cel- Celestine Prophecy? Sure. Um, you know, we were just thrilled to to have him uh, write the foreword and James is such an incredible person and I'll just touch on a few things and then I'll give Mm -hmm. it back to Patricia because actually Patricia uh, Ariel Patricia brought him in so he he hit all the points of this book beautifully he talks about how the book is a seminar about the emerging truth and he actually writes its pages take us deeply into the issues we all face just like our newfound awareness wants. It doesn't sugarcoat problems, but it does offer grounded solutions. What is it? The art of the comeback. And that, I mean, he just hit it right on the nail with that. Every single story in this book is about contemporary issues that we face during, uh, during our, our daily lives, during this culture. And, um, how we're actually working through the pandemic shutdowns. Um, you know, we're, we're coming up with a new sense of spirituality because we are closed away with ourselves, you know, and so we only have ourselves really to, to depend on uh, in a lot. And he touched on all of that in this forward and really um, explained uh, why this book is such a reward to anyone who reads it. So, um, you know, Ariel, Patricia, I'm going to hand it back to you because you actually made contact with him and he is going to put um, a story in our third book uh, that, that we're working on now. So we're Wonderful. very excited about that. Yeah. He, he loved, um, he loved working with the book. He loved working with the stories. Yeah, absolutely. Just kind of a, you know, a little bit more information on that. And and our third book, uh, we will be launching the project and and looking for authors actually in about a week. The title, and I think you'll appreciate this one as well, Johnny, uh, Liking Crappy to Happy is uh, Mayhem to Miracles. And so uh, this is how, yeah, how you move through the mayhem and into the miracle. And and, and again, miracles can be many different things, but it's also the idea of, of that deeper lived wisdom experience and, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, that is the miracle of our, of, of what we, we experience. Um, mm-hmm. but James, uh, I was working with James on, on something, you know, earlier than this book and, and we did ask him and he's very, well, one, he's very busy, but he's also very, he's a very genuine person and he is very careful about, you know, he doesn't just, write something quick or use things so he said absolutely but i need the book first right and then that's kind of Mm -hmm. standard you know people want to read the book well he didn't skim the book he read the book and he kept Mm -hmm. reading the book and he kept reading the book he read it cover to cover and he would be sending us messages because i kept saying okay we need your forward (laughs) like we're ready (laughs) your forward and and james was like it's coming be patient you're going to really like it like he's going he kept going deeper and deeper as the more stories he was reading. Um, you know, it really is his work as well, the, the transformational transformational journey through the power of story. That's the parables, the parable style of the Celestine prophecy. And so he really appreciated the, um, as Kat mentioned, that it wasn't just spiritual theory it was it is lived experiences and 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 that's how we find our way you know is through that mm-hmm. is through the experiences of others are kind of like our guideposts and so he did he wrote a phenomenal phenomenal forward i i 
couldn't have been more thrilled, not only because it's a phenomenal forward, the information he shares in it is so helpful to so many, um, but also the a, the recognition of the importance of this book series and and, and how it's helping people. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he you know he explains so beautifully as well. Yes, and again, what happens here? What's interesting is that when you talk about education, there's so many ways education comes to us. I mean, we have the formal education and the other education is to learning from someone else's experiences. And sometimes that's the best way because that's real life, real situation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's really the underlying premise of this mm-hmm. book series is it's, it's at that point of connection that we not only um, draw hope and inspiration from other people's stories or maybe a different perspective, but that mm-hmm. we also uh, we learn. We learn from them as well. Um, and we receive them. That's why we're so, we, Kat and I are so um, really stuck, not stuck, but like passionate about they're not being teaching and preaching in our stories because we believe that people receive what they, what is right for them simply through the story, not through somebody's mm-hmm. perspective on what their story teaches anybody. Definitely. Well, everyone mm-hmm. has our own upper and lower limits, our comfort zone, so to speak. And when mm-hmm. we read, there are things that's going to resonate with us much more deeply than, say, other parts of the story. And that's how the true connection happens. What are your thoughts, Kat? Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I just, I, <clears throat> I'm not even sure I can even add anything more to that. I agree completely. Yep. Who are the contributors to the various stories? Cap, would you like to take that? Sure. The contributors are, um, you know, they're they're regular <clears throat> people like like you and I, and everyone else. Uh, some of them are doctors. Some of them are housewives. Some of them are mothers. Um, men, women. Uh, the only thing we don't have in the book are children. Um, <clears throat> but we have um, people who had. Something in common, for instance, uh, Bernie, Dr. Bernie Siegel and Dr. Mark Hyde and Dr. Julie Kral, they all talked about um, embracing death and dying and mm-hmm. how love never dies in, in their stories in the book. And then we had a group of, of writers, again, Judy Lemon, um, Jess Camp, Campmans, and Ellie Pichette. They were speaking on the power of pets and animals and connecting with nature. And all of their stories were about enlightenment with, with nature one way or another, uh, going into that deeper spirituality by connecting with um, life on the earth uh, mm-hmm. that, that's not necessarily human. And then we, we had another group of people who were talking about love <clears throat> and online dating, excuse me, uh, such as Laura Staley, who was talking about, you know, her, her, her story is really funny about how she goes online to try and find the love of her life. And in the end, she, she actually ends up finding him in, um, in a coffee shop. But, and Helen Heinmiller talks about um, how after a breakup, she joins um, a, a church, a special church that's, that's also very spiritual, and ends up getting a gift that she never thought she would have, which is speaking in tongues. She was, like, shocked. <laughs> And Catherine Poor, who um, <clears throat> actually had a hole in her heart. She lived her whole life with this giant hole in her heart, physical hole in her heart, and the doctors missed it. And it wasn't until she was um, a full-grown woman with children and already been married and divorced that she realized how important uh, this was in, in her life finding this hole, having this hole, and how important this hole was to her love, the love of her life, which was ended up being herself and her child, but also finding relationships afterwards. So they all have different stories, but mm-hmm. they all come under little umbrellas or little flowers, as it were, the petals of different flowers that make up the whole bouquet of this book, despite having the different sections that, that Ariel Patricia talked about, we also mm-hmm. have sections within the sections and, and the beat goes on. 
Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that with us. Well, let's talk about some of the mm-hmm. stories. Reverend Ariel, let's talk about your wonderful story, Love Between Lives. Mm. Well, before I do that, can I talk about Dr. Julie Kroll's story just to kind of follow up to what Kat just said? Because as she was talking Mm -hmm. about it, I mean, all the stories are are incredible. Um, What struck me really about Dr. Julie Kroll's story, and I think this is indicative of all the stories in the book, she she shares the the night that her father passed and her well, it was like a 12 hour caring for her father as he was in and out of consciousness as he was in and out of you know pain and just the messages of love and the love that permeated the room and so as you read Dr. Julie Kroll's story uh in the book you're there in the room with her and her father like you feel that that love that transcends everything you know you you hear his mumbled words to her of of love and and just kind of checking and and then also trying to say something to make her feel good you know a season is literally his final hours and the depth of that experience the depth of love shared between them and and the openness and rawness that uh julie writes that story it's just it's to me it's life changing. Like it is it is life changing. I actually interviewed Julie about her story um on my show and we talked about even having the honor of being with someone as they passed. You know, that they that they mm-hmm. that they that is a an experience unto itself and an honor unto itself. And so that's kind of like so we can we can categorize all of these stories, but these that's the kind of the depth that that these stories are written, and I think the beauty that is passed to others, because anyone who is um, has shared that experience or is afraid of that experience, you know what I mean, or has a loved one mm-hmm. uh, maybe that will have that experience soon. <clears throat> I think it really gives you a a deeper understanding and a sense of of that experience that you can draw what you need from it. So that's one of my favorite stories in the book. It's true. I mean, it's a beautiful story, and certainly I resonate with it because I had experienced, I flew halfway around the world to be with my mom when she passed, and I was right there kissing her forehead, stroking her hair, and telling her uh, it's okay to go, and everyone else in the room were crying, and I found myself to be in total calm and at peace. It was a unique experience, and uh, there are very few people that had the opportunity to experience this. It's a paternity of its own, basically. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And being able to read that, at, you know, in your at your leisure, at your pace, in your own kind of safe, sacred space that I think is created when people read stories and books. I think that's why books are so special, you know, is one of the reasons mm-hmm. I'm a book publisher is because I believe in the power of, of the written word, um, I think allows people great healing, great understanding, great courage, you know, to kind of meet whatever is in their life or understand whatever is in their life. And and that story, I think, is, is a beautiful example of the stories mm-hmm. in, in the book. Wonderful. And how about your story, mm-hmm. Love Between Lives? Yeah, so mine, this is in the first, uh, the crazy little thing called love. Um, And this is really at the beginning of my spiritual journey, you know. So I said, you know, went through an unexpected divorce, sent me into a depression. You know, just I was really spiraling, and I was really Mm -hmm. reaching out for some deeper answers, which put me on my spiritual path. So that kind of sets us up, right? And so a number of months in, um, I was... You know, I was undergoing my first past life regression, and this was with with great care and really where I felt like I was going to be, um, you know, ready for it. And and the story, Lives Between Lives, really is the recounting of my past life regressions. And um, and I had a number of or a couple different. We did a couple of regressions in one night. I, had, I detailed two experiences very specifically. One actually when I'm um a young mother in in Boston in uh in having birth giving birth to I think my third or fourth child and my husband comes into the room and I'm seeing uh I'm seeing 
staring into the eyes of the husband in this current lifetime, which completely freaked me out and upset me. But I was like, no, it can't be because I'm thinking, you know, I'm I'm <laughs> in love, I'm married, you know, all this wonderful stuff, and I see the person who's in this lifetime. Another one uh, that I regressed that night, it was in, you know, Roman times, <clears throat> and, and, and a lot happened in that regression. But to fast forward to the end of the regression, I am an old man. Now I'm in a different um, – Gender. I'm an old man, and I'm kind of laying on like this concrete bench at my home, my estate on the countryside, with my wife of many years, like lovingly taking care of me. And I'm looking out over the countryside, and I'm seeing my grown children and their spouses and so forth. And and what I knew from that regression so deeply in my heart was that uh, that I lived a long life where I was fully loved and and happy and 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 so forth. And um, and not to give away all the details of the regression, mm-hmm. but what that really brought me to at the end of the regression when, you know, the night was over and I was kind of sitting in the back of the room just kind of quietly trying to absorb things and, you know, shedding a few more tears was the real understanding that what I saw, what was shown to me, and I believe through my higher self and my guides, because it's really like I was watching a movie. I wasn't imagining anything. I was, <laughs> was literally watching, you know, I wish I, you know, had popcorn, it was that visual, um, was that I really felt that I was shown that I, that this time in this lifetime during that period when I felt so unlovable and I felt so alone, that that wasn't my truth, that I have experienced deep love in the past and that, um, and that, that, so the story I was telling myself about myself wasn't the fullness of who I who I truly am, and so the gifts of those regressions was the the deeper knowing that I am lovable and um, I have experienced love and I will experience it again, and that's why it's called love between lives. And it was a really really important uh, realization, a deep realization for me to come to that gave me honestly when we talk about courage and hope, that gave me the courage and hope also to keep moving forward knowing that I had I had value. I had value. Wonderful. That's a beautiful story. And I wanted to hear firsthand from the person who wrote it. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. Our podcasts are available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitches Radio, Blueberry Podcasting, TuneIn Radio, Mixcloud, Podchaser, Listen Notes, and Hop Hopper. My guests for this morning are Reverend Ariel Patricia and Kathleen O'Keefe Carnivals. Reverend Ariel Patricia is the CEO and founder of Secret Stories Media. Kat is a multi-award winning author and dream expert. As part of From My Mama's Kitchen New Year, New Me initiative, we're having a conversation about their remarkable life's journey and their empowering best selling book, Crappy to Happy, True Stories of Grit, Grace, and Love. I'm your host, Johnny Tan. Kat, let's talk about your story. Mm-hmm. Breathe, just breathe. <laughs> yes, uh, Breathe, Just Breathe uh, was written about when I I had received news that, that my cancer was back and it's recurrent. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, you know, uh, there's a a little bit of bliss in ignorance. The first Mm -hmm. time I had no idea what I was going to need to go through to get well, didn't have any idea, you know, what the chemotherapy was going to be like, all the surgeries, all that stuff. The second time I had that wisdom. And and so in this story, I'm thinking about whether or not, you know, something a little bit of what Ariel was talking about. Do I want to do this? Or do I want to just check out? <laughs> do I want to go to the other side and just say, you know, goodbye, cruel world? And I found that I was holding my breath a lot. I just wasn't breathing. The breath of life was um, almost like leaving me. And I would have to remind myself to breathe, something that was just a natural thing that we do. I suddenly found that, that I wasn't doing it. And when I finally had a long talk with myself and decided that if I did, in fact, take my life, my mom would be waiting for me on the other side and probably kick my butt around heaven, is the way I wrote it. Because, um, you know, you just don't give up that easily. You just stay mm-hmm. in the fight and you and you embrace that joy and you take that joy with you to the end. Mm-hmm. And so finally, 
I'm in the kitchen and I'm wiping off the counter again and I can't breathe. I'm holding onto the counter and I'm finding the room is spinning. So I call out to my husband and I say, I need a joke. And he goes, what? He turns around in the, in the, in the chair because he's watching TV and he goes, what? I said, I need, I need a joke. And he <laughs> was quiet for a minute and he says, okay, what sits at the bottom of the ocean and twitches? And he's waiting, and I'm like, wow, I don't know what sits at the bottom. Now I'm distracted, right? What sits at the bottom of the ocean and twitches? And, he, and I go, I don't know. I give up. And he goes, I'm nervous wreck. And I'm thinking, that's perfect. That's me <laughs> right now. I am a nervous wreck. And so then, um, you know, then he goes, there's another one. Here's, a, here's another one. Um, how do you make a tissue dance? And I'm holding this tissue in my hand because I've been crying all morning. I'm looking at the tissue, and I'm going, well, I, I, don't, I don't know. How do I make this tissue dance? And he says, well, you put a little boogie in it. And then I start <laughs> laughing, literally laughing. And in order to laugh, you have to exhale and you have to inhale. And that was the beginning of my turning point. At that mm-hmm. point, I realized, okay, I can do this. I just need to hang on to my laughter. I need to hang on to my sense of humor. But most of all, I need to breathe. Just breathe. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Very, it's, it's really, truly wonderful. Where can someone go to buy Crappy to Happy? Get more information about you two and keep up with the latest happenings. Reverend Aria? Yeah, so our website is sacredstories.com. <clears throat> sacredstories.com, everything is there. All of our books, including Copy to Happy and Chaos to Clarity, can be ordered direct from sacredstories.com or, Johnny, worldwide, any of the online retailers that wherever books are sold, Copy to Happy and Chaos to Clarity uh, are also sold. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And this is very, very interesting. I want to ask both of y'all, this question. What mm-hmm. advice would you give to someone stuck with the past, aware of the present, but mildly enthusiastic about the future? And Reverend Aria, would you like to start first? Well, I would uh, tell everyone really from the bottom of my heart is to is to maybe not believe everything that you're thinking you know, not be too attached to what your perception is of the current situation um, because there's always so much more. And um, and to open up and, and to ask for support, uh, even even as I did with my to my angels and my guides, and I just said I need help, and, and honestly, it comes. So um, don't think you have it all figured out, and uh, I think a lot of times we feel that we're alone. We feel that people don't care. We feel that, you know, maybe it's – Maybe it's too difficult to continue, or we think we know how other people, um, uh, what they think of us. And and I would just say, just suspend your judgment of all of it, and just ask, what if this isn't true? What if there is more? What if I am loved? What if there is hope? And then and then ask for support. And uh, I, I think that will hopefully help, you know, many people. Wonderful. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Kat, how about you? Well, I would, you know, I would say, look, the the past is a great place to visit, but you don't want to live there. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, look back and, in order to see how far you've come, not necessarily to move back into that area and, and live it again. And I, w- I would also say never give up your joy. Your joy is innate. Mm-hmm. You're born with joy. If you look, if you look at a, a newborn baby, just just even a, a baby that, that's a couple months old, they smile. They have this inner joy. The only way you can lose that joy is if you give it away. So mm-hmm. don't give your joy away. And remember, you are not alone. You are born with guardian angels, spirit guides. You're their job. And they take that job very seriously. And, you know, I think I've, I've mentioned this to Ariel. I think my poor guardian angels pull straws every morning when I get up. And they go, okay, <laughs> so who's got to save her today? <laughs> you know, so embrace that joy and make sure you take your sense of humor with you, too. Yeah, Beautiful. absolutely. I, I agree with Kat. <clears throat> absolutely. Beautiful. 
by the way, we're coming close to the end of the hour. Since our show is about people, family, and living life, would your two ladies like to share a recipe for living with our listeners this morning? Reverend Alvaria, would you like to start first? Recipe for living. Um, I, you know, I think we've been discussing the recipe for living this whole entire show. Um, and 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 I and I guess I will just really echo what Katja said because that really is kind of the cherry, and that is to look for the look for the laughter, look for the joy. And something I have learned. I used to think, Johnny, honestly, that I had to worry about something specifically. Because if I didn't worry about it sufficiently enough, like something, I wouldn't show that I cared enough and something bad mm-hmm. would happen. I mean, it sounds crazy. Um, and so I would just, my recipe for living now is to know that um, the the worry, the despair, the, the, the um, concern, it... Um, you can be joyful in the face of it all, and and um, and I encourage people to do that as well. Wonderful. How about you, Kat? Well, um, I would apologize for that alarm going off. It just reminds us that we have to get ready to jump on Dr. Bernie Finkel's show <laughs> to talk about Crappy the Happy, too. This is Crappy Happy the Week. Um, but I would say, you know, there's a saying, when you come to a fork in the road, take it. <laughs> you know, pick up that book, mm-hmm. take it, use it in your life. And my other, um, the other thing I would say is stay in the middle of that road. Stay in the middle of the path of life. That way you can always reach out and touch both sides. And then the other thing that we've been talking about throughout this show, um, embrace your joy and don't give it away. So true. That's very, very true. Well, Reverend Ariel and Kat, thank you for the great recipes for living and for spending this hour with me on From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. To all our listeners, please join me tomorrow morning, Wednesday, January 13th. My guest will be Amy Newmark, the publisher and editor-in-chief for Chicken Soup for the Soul. In continuing with our New Year New Me initiative, Amy and I will be having a conversation about their latest release, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Miracles and Divine Intervention. 101 <laughs> Stories of Faith and Hope. For additional information about this show and future shows, please go to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio Show.com. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day. Ladies, it has been a true pleasure. Thank you again and have a very blessed and happy 2021. Thank you, Johnny. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Same to you. Thank you. Blessing. Bye bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.